0: the city is still alive here Balotelli, Aguero
1: Hey guys, you are welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Football, episode 4. If you are listening to this, you know the drill, make sure you share, make sure you subscribe. You know, tell your friend to tell their friend. And if this is your first time here, you are welcome to Let's Talk Football, family. It's mandatory, you have to share, you have to subscribe. Tell your dad, tell your mom, tell your sister. And yeah, that's it. Today, I have my co-host alongside me, Jimmy. Jimmy, how you doing today, bro? I'm good. Can't wait to get into today's episode. Yeah, it's glad to have you here. And today we also have a special guest alongside with us. It's our first Liverpool fan on this um, podcast. He goes by the name Paul. Paul, how are you doing today, bro?
0: I'm doing good. I can't wait to get into this episode, you know. Good things have happened now? I can't wait to get into it.
1: <laughs> We're glad to have you here too. So before I even go on to Today's episode, before I start asking the questions and your analysis about the midweek fixtures, I first want to ask Jimmy. Jimmy, your top six predictions. Are you still standing with it, or you want to change it?
2: Um, you know, from from the list of things I said, t- I said um, best I was going to drop out of top four, which doesn't seem to be the case at this point. You know, so I'm not necessarily sticking with it, but we
1: will have to make some minor changes here and there. Mm-hmm. Mm, are you sure? Yes, sir. Enjoy. Okay. But look. so what do you think about his predictions first? Could you remember anything that happened from the last episode? I watched you, the last
0: episode, sure? and when I heard this Jimmy boy speak, you know, it inspired me because I love his top six and I agree with him wholeheartedly. So <sighs> the way the table looks now, Liverpool have a game at hand and we're six points behind. Hopefully, Chelsea beats Leicester and Jimmy's prediction comes to pass. So no, you're, all so, you're, you're, know, so,
2: you're four points behind.
0: No, four points behind Chelsea, but six points behind Leicester because I want Leicester out of the top four, so okay, I'm fully in support of Jimmy's prediction.
1: Okay, okay. So let's get let's get into this. Let's get into today's episode. Let's get into the fixtures. So during the midweek, we had Chelsea versus Arsenal. We had Villa versus Everton. We had United versus Liverpool. And we had Leicester City versus United again. United had to play twice because you know previously they had the Liverpool game suspended due to the fans protesting. But the main fixture was the Liverpool versus United game. So, how do you guys feel about that? What, what do you hear? Talk th- analysis about the game. I mean, I thought, it was, I thought it was going to be
2: an open match with the way it started because it was a little bit of back and forth and uh Liverpool's defender made a mistake that Cavani should have put to bed. But, unfortunately, it's empty-wide. So, the game was moving towards my youth favour at some point. But all of a sudden, I just, like... As if the match went by, and the Liverpool won the game. I won't say they didn't deserve this, but as you, with the way Man United started with the press and they got the first goal, so I didn't expect this result. But considering how Liverpool played and fought hard, yeah, it's it's a
1: nice game. And with the Liverpool fan, yeah, what what are your thoughts about you? how happy are you about the result?
0: I won't say I'm happy because due to the recent seasons, I'm not supposed to be where I am today. But you know. As the game started, you know, we've had some problems in defence. So, it was a little shaky at the beginning. And when Manchester United scored, I would not lie to you, I lost all faith. But then my boys turned up. We had a wonderful performance from the best right-back in England, Trent Alexander-Arnold. We had from the signing of the season, Diogo Jota. And then, the prodigal son, whom, personally, I've had some issues with. He came in clutch and big today, scoring two goals against Manchester. And finally, the chosen one. Egyptian King to see it all for me it was a perfect game you know they they, they they left me scared a little bit but in the end we were able to bring home the three points which is crucial in our top four hopes and dreams.
1: I, I see you are very happy so I um United had a game on Tuesday against Leicester and some players they fielded against Leicester were also part of the players they fielded against Liverpool. do you think that had any role to play in United's defeat, like some players obviously would have been tired. Do you think that had anything to play in their loss?
0: Well, to be honest, I understand why they didn't play their players. Personally, as a Liverpool fan, I would like for us, if we can give away three points to make sure Manchester United remains Europa League, I want our coach to do the same. But, you know, these, th- these things happen. We can't be praying for other people to lose or win or beat someone on our behalf. We just have to focus on what we have to do. So obviously I was sad when I saw the lineup because I knew they were gonna lose. But you know, we take it on the chain and move forward. Hopefully Leicester drops points somewhere and we make it to the Champions League. But I don't have I I, I I didn't I can't place my faith in Manchester United. That's what I say.
1: So to you, what did Liverpool do that was like very right? What did they do differently that they have mm-hmm. not been doing throughout the season?
0: I felt today we we're very direct. Like We are able to create our chances and take them. Because usually we hold the ball, pass it from left to right, sluggish football. We don't have any creativity from the midfield. And today was a good day for Trent and Robbo. They were able to get up the field, put some balls in, make some passes. And also, this was one of the more more impressive games from Thiago. We are able to mark the manual, press them in the midfield, get the ball back, attack quickly. And that was the way we were able to score enough goals today. And... We're able to hit them on the counter, as you could see from the last goal to just count it off. You could see that we pressed them really high, got the ball up, and took very good care of our chances. That's why he helped us today.
1: No, just that's kind of that. not that's pretty. That was pretty nice from Liverpool. I kind like Liverpool bought really, really. I thought they lost it when the my um, Phillips scored. I, I, I they said it wasn't an own goal, but to me, it's an own goal. But yeah, I, I thought Liverpool lost it from there. But there was there was the fight and. Your boys were on fire. Firmino, Yota. I think there was a point where I thought you should have given Liverpool a penalty as well in the first half. But luckily Ivar came in came in clutch for Liver um, for United. But at the end of the day, United still lost the game. Ole was I, I don't know what Ole was doing. He was he was behind. He was trying to get a go. And your next substitution was Imanda Machic. And I was thinking, what does Matic want to do to help United get a goal at this point? Are you trying to be more defensive or are you trying to get a goal? Get Donny van der Beek on the pitch. He is a a proven goal scorer, an attacker in Ajax. Why is he on the bench? Why are you trying to... What was Matic going to do at that point? It was just ridiculous from United. But Jimmy, did you feel like United had themselves to blame? Did Did you see what Ole did... That was I mean broke. as as regards your
2: earlier question about the um fatigue continuing to play the game on Tuesday against Leicester I wouldn't really say the fatigue is one of the reasons they lost because the they they, were, they only fielded three big players and Eri Bailey to, to the game today. So like and he even start he didn't even start with the main player he started with young boys so obviously he was going to rest the player but as a professional I feel there's a time when you inevitably have to play Two games almost at the back to back basis, but today, yeah, like you said, it's sub. I wouldn't really say it was wrong, but I don't really see why he was bringing on Matic. He brought in Matic and um missing Greenwood. So I feel when he removed Eric Bailey and Fred, I feel he wanted Matic to go play the centre back um position there. Maybe Bruno or Poba, because Poba initially started the game on the wing, yeah, for some reasons. So maybe Poba would drop into um where Fred was staying. Then Greenwood goes to the wing or something. Like that. I feel that's what he was trying to go for but then. I yeah, he could have made better changes like Van der Beek, because the boy has really been on the bench for a while, so obviously he deserves some game time. But yeah, props to Liverpool's small boys. I mean, Nathaniel Phillips and um, Williams. Like obviously, when you make a mistake that early, it looks like the pressure was getting to them. Considering it was a must-win game, but the way really, they like felt, they composed themselves and got got their heads back in the game. Yeah, I'm giving major props to the defense of this game. And I still feel Allison. Alisson is still a little bit shaky since the death of his father. But yeah, um, major, major props to their defenders. I wouldn't really blame Ole for this game. So just a lackluster performance. It's not like they didn't play well
1: as a team, but the results didn't well, just bro, go why there. Is, they were bad in the second half. Okay, the question I put to you now is why is Ole trying to be more defensive? You are, you literally have McTominay and Fred on the pitch. As two DMs. Even when it's not necessary, right? Yeah, the problem was I think the problem was initially starting Poba on the wing.
2: Like yeah, when he, when he started the game when he started, when he started the game, out. when he started the game, he started the game with McTominay, Fred and Poba. So like he had to put Poba on the wing. So I think that's where he realized the problem and removed Fred so that Poba could drop back to his original position and play good. But then if you look at their bench, there there's not really much of attacking forces to play. Marshall is still out injured. But in the is just going to be another an, midfielder. He won't really be better than Bruno. So I can I'm missing Greenwood. Has scored six or, or in his last eight games, there about. So, yeah, Greenwood was a nice bringer, but I don't know why he really brought in Nemanja magic. I think he brought in magic because Bailey was on the yellow card. So maybe yeah. one thing.
0: Greenwood. One thing I would like to add is, I understand like him playing Pogba on the wing. I think he's trying to exploit Trent Alexander Arnold because he has been. We we, we all know that he has been very shaky defensively. So putting Poba, someone that is bigger, stronger than him, someone who can who is good on the ball, dribble. So they were hoping maybe Poba can create from that wing, and it didn't actually work out today. Trent had a very nice defensive game today, which and is surprising was to me. Beautiful
1: you. in the attacking end as yeah, well. He, he had a lot of passes. It he's, was, he's it was actually, immense. It was Liverpool's best attacking player. I, yeah, I think he was I think, was, I,
0: think he, I think to me he was the man of the match of that game.
1: Yeah, I feel going
0: going forward, he's there are very few that can do what he does going forward. But if he can just make the defensive part, half of what the offense is, I feel he's going to be a very good player for us.
1: Yeah, that's 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 nice. Also, before we move on to other fixtures, before we move on to Chelsea, Aston Villa, um, Jimmy said something about Donovan, the big is not going to be as good as Bruno. And I'll have to agree. Bruno is, is has been a superb player for United this season, and I'm going. I'm sure it's going to be superb for many more seasons to come. But do you think the best option for Donny Van de Beek is still to, to remain in United or to leave? I mean, it depends on what he sees his future as. Like, if he
2: can come, if him and Ole can come to an agreement on his game time or whatever his contract was to begin with, I don't necessarily see anywhere he can live to because he didn't play much games this season, so. Most teams that need a midfielder right now will be sceptical about buying someone that was benched because no one would know the reason he was getting benched. Probably something from the training or Ole just doesn't like him. So, I don't really think big teams are willing to gamble. So, I think you should still stay in Manchester United for one more season. Then, if it's the same
1: scenario, yeah, yeah, you can live back. But... Yeah, see. So, let's move on to the other fixtures we had during the week. We had Chelsea versus Arsenal. And I, don't, I actually do not know what is going on. The last episode, before we came back, we recorded um, the Chelsea versus Arsenal game. And when we were releasing our first episode, I said to myself, I was like, Arsenal is in shambles. If they are going to play Chelsea, we are going to take the victory. And I remember coming back and I was trying to defend how I lost 3-1 to Arsenal. Lacazette, Shaka, and Saka were using me to play. Again, I recorded we recorded last week and we said to ourselves we're going to win against Arsenal. And these guys did a double over me in the season. Like they beat me in the first half of the season and they beat me in the second half of the season. What I don't I can't come and defend Chelsea. Like the banter as like the, the, there's nothing I can do. But what went wrong for Chelsea in that game, aside from the the Jorginho, is Jorginho's own goal. Well won't we hope for Chelsea.
0: I mean, it's,
2: the same, it's the same thing we've been talking about all season. Like yeah, Chelsea have had a good string of luck. I won't say luck, but like they've been playing good football under Tuchel. But then regardless how good your results have been, they could have been better if your team was clinical. If Chelsea as a whole was clinical from Averts to Werner, Z H like yeah, they've been playing good recently. But still they're not they're not what's they're not finishing what they should finish. Like, yeah, Arsenal won the game, but then so just, it's just—it's not like Arsenal was the better team because they are just two possession at the end of the game. Just total of five shots on targets. I mean, total of five shots and two on targets. So, and the goal that he scored was a mistake from Jorginho's back pass. So, the game should have been zero zero. But if Chelsea took chances, like the chance Aveds had when he ran straight, but he played it over the bar, and Chelsea had nineteen shots as well as a team. So, if you have 19 shots, I definitely feel you should be getting a goal against Arsenal. But yeah, it doesn't really change much. Chelsea is in a good position to finish in the top four this season.
1: A part of me feels like, yeah, Chelsea was unlucky. Like, really unlucky. But at the same time, I remember I saying on the last episode that we have not been in situations where we have to regret the chances we didn't take. But the game against Arsenal felt like that was it. That was when Chelsea had to regret the chances they didn't take. Avet had a clean 1v1 chance with Leno and it took it over the bar. I thought, yeah, we've complained about when I lost throughout the whole season, but have Kai Havertz. You are going to really do that to Chelsea fans at that point. It was ridiculous. Paul, how how did you feel about that game?
0: Me personally, this is a game Chelsea should win. If you look at everything, they dominated Arsenal in every single way. But what I what I would say is that Chelsea have been this is in they shy in front of goal. When let's say really shy. other than let's say someone like Macy Mount, maybe Pulisic, Harvard and Simo when in front of goal, they have not been too consistent. Today Harvard might look like prime Frank Lampard. Tomorrow he might look like Wynaldom. So that's what I'm saying. We need him to be confident. Even you're going to the final now. Nobody's complaining about Chelsea's defense. You guys are defensively solid which I will yeah. say will attribute to most of your wins so far on that to Chelsea. The thing about Chelsea is that most of the games you guys win, 1-0, 2-0, if you take your chances, those are 4-0, 5-0 wins. Yeah. So I feel if you want to, moving forward, I don't think it's a big deal. Maybe next, next if you can score your chances next game, you have no issue making the top four. But for the Champions League final, this is a game that chances will come very few and far between. So I, if Chelsea is to win, which I want them to, you guys need to take your chances. That's what I will say. The only problem with the Chelsea team is they don't take their chance. And obviously, if Jorginho doesn't do what he did, this match is a 0-0. But still, Chelsea fans should still be scared. Just make sure your strikers, your forwards can convert. That's what I say.
1: And for Arsenal, win um, actually ignited to fire for their yeah. European so, League To sport. be honest, to be honest. You don't they even make it. They, they won't make it. There's no there is no fire whatsoever.
2: I, how, I, how, I, how, how do, you, how do you, you see that happening?
0: Arsenal has a snowball chance in hell. See, they, have just, they have just
2: they have just two games two games left, and Liverpool has five points over them. How do you really think Liverpool, West Ham, Tottenham, Everton, will lose all their games? Just Everybody is to win. Arsenal. I mean, Everton, Everton, Everton is leading them with the points. They have three games to play. Tottenham have three games. West Ham have three games. Liverpool have three games. Arsenal is the only team there that has two games. Even leads behind them have three games. So like there's no fire, anything. It's just, I'm, just I'm it's just lucky, just one lucky pickup against Chelsea. That's so
1: le- let me be let me be sure, yeah. You guys have like Asena is not making Europe
0: Europa League for on you this, both. Is, this this is not a question you should be asking. They have there's no aspiration whatsoever. Oh to wow. be honest. It's, and you say light the fire. This was a lucky win, if I'm being honest. It's not like they came into the game, dominated, pressed harder than Chelsea, had more possession. They just attended this match and scored the winning goal, to be honest. Yeah, in my own opinion. So I have no the
1: winning match the goal. They shouldn't they
0: shouldn't be happy about what happened. Sure, they won the, That's bringing right in London, but that's only in London. Outside London, we know what that's now is. So
1: and so far this season, like watching the Arsenals game, I, I don't I don't understand Ateta's style of play. Like he's shy to play football. He... Yes, they got the win. But what was the point of that low block from Arsenal? Like you have players that are good on the ball. You have Abmeyang, you have Smith-Rowe. you have promising lads that are ready to play the game of football for you. But you decided to just pack the boss. They were not trying to get out to find it was just really bad. Is is that something that they should still Try to keep. Like, Ateta is going to continue to do that. I mean, to, that's to not no,
2: no, keeping. That's not the way they've been playing, obviously. But in games like this, when the season has basically almost everyone already knows where they will end up, and the season has been put to bed, there's not really much to do because they went, they were, they were not playing better than Chelsea, and they found a lucky goal. So, them playing low was something you could foresee from a small team, which they've been throughout the season. So. You can't say it's not like they have anything to fight for that they'll be pushing for goals and so, so that so yeah uh-huh. I can't blame them for playing uh-huh. that way, it's just it's their mentality.
0: And to touch on what Jimmy just said, this is this is the Chelsea team that is better than you defensively, better than you in the midfield, better than in wise They might have a baby, but Chelsea is better attacking wise, Chelsea creates more chances. So in a game where probably you, he goes into this game at I'm sure he told these boys that they are going to dominate you. They're going to pass money. they're going to run faster than you. But we'll get one chance. If we score a chance, we might win. And that's what happened. So there's nothing like there's nothing this Arsenal team can really do that will maybe surprise me, to be honest. So that's how just how I feel.
1: Okay. Coming, coming yeah.
0: into the with a low block is the best way they could have gone about this match.
1: Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Let's move on to the Aston Villa Everton game. I game ended in a goalless draw. And I expected much from both teams, to be honest, because I see that they are fighting for an European spot because they are, I think, they are 6 7 on the table. So I thought maybe both teams are trying to, you know, find their way into the Europa League. But it ended in a goal, where nobody was trying to create any chances. Jack Gilles had to come off the bench in order for Aston Villa to try and find something. But still, to not avail. What did you guys feel about that game as well? I mean, to correct to correct what you said,
2: fight, I don't think both of them are fighting Aston Villa-Everton. I can say Everton see, has a very slim chance, but Aston Villa obviously not fighting for the Europa League. What do you mean they're fighting? They have 49 points with three games left. If they win the next three games, they just put them on 58 points. And that is exactly what West Ham have at the moment. That's sixth. So Aston Villa are completely out of the European League fighting spot. But yeah, the game, I expected more from Everton because they didn't hold the ball as much as... Aston Villa did, and the chances, they had a lot of chances to score. Like, you don't take 15 shots in a in a match where you must win. Not necessarily a must win, but something you should be expecting a positive result from, and you just have five on target, and Aston Villa is holding the ball more than you. Aston Villa is 11th place, for crying out loud. And you are it. The aspirations for both teams are evidently different. So you shouldn't allow a game like this. You shouldn't allow Aston Villa to taking a point from you in a game like this. How about you, Paul?
0: What do you feel? To be honest, I'll just say this. There's no love-loss between me and Everton. I don't like them as a club. They play... I won't say they play bad football because they're really good. But when I saw the lineups and I didn't see James Rodriguez there, you could tell that they're going to be... They're going to stall offensively. Sure, they have Sigurdsson, but Sigurdsson, I feel, is he's he's past his prime. So when I saw the lineups, I was expecting Aston Villa to actually win this game because I heard Grealish was back to fitness but when I saw him on the bench I thought it was going to be an interesting game. Obviously we know Aston Villa, some Villa will come out to play with against anybody and they did that part but they were not able to score. And they had to bring in Grealish who is not fully fit to come in and try and see what he could do. But I felt they should this they should be beating this um Everton team because they're not really good. Of because they had their hot streak early in the season. But if you look at their games of course they beat Liverpool. I know that's what most people be thinking but if you look at the way they've been going so far, they are not really as good as they were at the beginning of season. I attribute that to the the injury to Ames Rodriguez. I'll say that's what's holding them back. But I expected Aston Villa to win. But you know,
1: yeah, um, Ancelotti made a comment the other day and was like, he knows he's not fluid in the attacking end again, and that's because the creative aspect of them is not there, which is Ames Rodriguez. I think everything happens through Ames. I remember the game against United and they were behind, but when Amos Rodriguez was on fire, I was on fire, I think he he created the chances which they used to get back into the game. So, Amos Rodriguez is a very vital part of that Everton team, and unfortunately for them, he he picked up an injury. He's an injury-prone player, back from his Madrid days, so it's not something that's new to us. It's just how they have to manage it. They have to keep him fit. If not, it's going to caused them a lot of problems. And I agree with the Sigurdsson comment, he has gone way past his prime. But, do you think Everton can still make it? Is there a, a slight chance? Is there anything?
0: No, there, no. there is no chance. So, there's, you there's have no them out. There is no chance. It's, at this stage of, everybody is serious now. If you look at the table, Everton has 56 points. They have a game in, they have a game in hand. But West Ham, Liverpool also have thirty-five games, and we're on sixty points. They're on fifty-six, so I don't see a scenario where we lose enough games for them to overtake us, or even get to the likes of Chelsea and Leicester to have a top-four spot. Europa League is still possible because you can't really trust Spurs right now. Yeah, can't really trust Spurs. You I can't really trust West Ham. I feel West Ham is more consistent. I don't feel they'll let it slip up and let Everton. So that's how just how I feel. I don't think they'll make it.
1: What about you, Jimmy? Do you feel Everton? Will- make it into nah, the
2: they,
1: they There is no way they make it. Okay, so that's two predictions from you guys right now. So, the first one was, I think it was the Leicester is not still going to make it into the top four and the other one now is I don't three. know why
2: we keep, why do we keep saying top four, top three, Man they have already won three. Oh, two, yeah, two, top, two. top three. The top but, four. Just, the... well,
0: well, well, one, one thing that scares me really is the fact that If Chelsea don't make the top four, and let's say somehow, somehow, let's say the table finishes like this, Man City first, Man United, then let's say um, say Leicester, Liverpool, then Chelsea come fifth. If Chelsea win the Champions League, there's no playing spot in, in England. They automatically bounce us and make it to the Champions League. So that's why I want Chelsea in the top four with us. So that any, whatever happens in their final doesn't really affect uh, sitting in the Champions League. So Chelsea fans, I'm begging on you so much to tell. We are behind you fully. If you need anything you need, come and ask us. We'll help you please beat up Leicester.
1: We we thank you for your support. So the last game we had was actually... We have on our table is actually Leicester versus United game. And we know how that went. Leicester lost... Um, Leicester won two goals to one. But how does that... that helps Leicester a lot in this top four spot but do you think I honestly believe they they might actually make it I actually honestly believe they might make it even though their fixtures look quite quite difficult
0: if Leicester win all their games the rest actually deserve to because their fixtures aren't I think they have um, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea and Spurs if they can get six points in those two games I think they deserve to make it whether Liverpool goes or not. But well, if you look at their recent like the, the goals at like even in the Manchester United game, Mayu fielded a relatively weaker side. And then it was actually the the right, the left back and the defender so that scored. So you can see that other than Ian actually has been playing out of his mind. But you can see Vardy is not really at his wonderful best. Yeah. That's so I feel true. That, they, that they are struggling to create chances and score. So I feel it should be difficult for them that they shouldn't be able to beat both Chelsea and Spurs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but Jimmy, do you feel? Yeah, I know you already said you have Leicester out, but is any any other chance? I mean, considering getting, like you know? I wasn't really expecting them to get a dub against Manchester
2: United, but yeah, with the type of fixtures Manchester United, have, that was I, that was a lucky a lucky game because they fielded three young strikers and Matic, Mata. And the defenders were just like, it's not what you normally expect from a Manchester United team. So That's true. Yeah, so the, where they are now, I feel they should be lucky that they are there. But Chelsea, yeah, if Chelsea don't take their chances, I still see Leicester getting a point from that game. And sports, you never can know with sports. So, it all boils down to Leicester-Chelsea because... Yeah, the that, ball, that's yeah, joke. the joke. If they, if they that lose court. that game, yeah, then they are completely out of the top four. But still, my prediction, I don't still see them in the top four. I still see still, Man Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool then. Leicester should be fifth.
1: We West Ham sixth. Yeah, we have to. We have to. Visited table. Yeah. Yeah, we have to the end of the season to find out. So before <laughs> I let you guys go, there's the FA Cup final coming on Saturday. So who do you guys have? It's, it's actually, Chelsea versus Leicester. Who do you guys have winning that trophy?
0: Honestly, I want I want Chelsea to let Leicester know what they're walking into. I want Chelsea to have a dominant win. I have nothing against Chelsea, personally. I love the way Tuchel came and changed the culture in Chelsea because I won't lie to you, under Lampard, that team looked very bad. I think in the earlier episodes, Jimmy was telling us how, how the team is just bad, to be in a nutshell. They were very bad. But for him to take, transform these boys, people that we figured they were on the way out of Chelsea, they're they back in the squad, playing well, doing doing what they're doing. So I feel it's an easy win for Chelsea. I, I predict Chelsea 2-0.
1: Oh, I, I hope I hope you are right as well, Jimmy. Do you feel Chelsea win that game too?
2: Um, looking at um, yeah, everyone should lean towards Chelsea. But considering what happened this midweek, Leicester won against Manchester United. Top four boosts, and Chelsea lost against Arsenal. A few Chelsea players feel a little bit let let less- less- still can't really do much. Vardy does pick up the pace. To how Leicester plays, I feel it's a fair game at the moment, but um, I think
1: Leicester City should win the game. Okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll form on Baloo's side, I'll agree with you 2 0. <laughs> 2 0. Yeah, we have matches also today, coming this weekend, and the eyes are still on who is making it into the top four. So we have Liverpool playing, we have Spurs playing, have um. United is playing as well. So, do you think these guys will grab their wins this weekend as well?
0: Uh, Man City, I don't really know about Man City. Because uh, Man City
1: has won the league. They, they, Man City they has won the league. So, if Pep, three.
0: if Pep decides to bring um, academy boys, we can't really tell who's going to win, who's going to lose. So, I honestly, if you just give Newcastle three points. But then you talk about Liverpool. Liverpool has to win. There's no room, because co- co- the problem with our squad this season has been inconsistency. We can win 2-0 today, lose 1-0 tomorrow. So, uh, if we can play the way we play today, we're going to win against West Brom. But other than that, I think yeah, Liverpool should win. Spurs against Wolves. Honestly, yeah, that's actually
1: put, a tricky fixture. If you
0: want to predict a Spurs game, you need to flip a coin, to be honest.
1: At this point, at this
0: point. Harry Kane can score a hat-trick assist 2 goals and they can also play 0-0. Oh, we don't really know. I'll say sports should win, but, you know, you can't really rely on them.
1: And what about um, Everton? Everton Everton-Sheffield? I mean, Sheffield have nothing. They should just let Everton win. They have nothing to...
0: To be honest, to be honest, Everton's going to lose because they're just bad.
1: The hatred for Everton is real for you, though. (laughs) What, what did they do? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: Newcastle, Newcastle, around. Man City. Newcastle, Man City. I mean, we already know the three teams that are relegated. Fulham, West Brom and Sheffield. She- so, she- the the result of that match doesn't really matter. So, it's mostly Liverpool, West Brom We have to look for because not every team is playing in match Day 36. It's the teams that have, that have only played 35 games that are playing this coming weekend. So, everything Sheffield. Yeah, I feel Sheffield is going to lose because there's not really anything they have to fight for. Sheffield is dead last 20th. With 17 points and Everton still are still trying to lean towards Europa, which is not really that much feasible. So that should be an easy game for Everton. Considering they are at home, Liverpool b West Brom, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace. I see a draw. And Tottenham moves like, but like um, Paul said, you have to flip a coin. You can go either way.
1: So yeah, these are my predictions for this match Okay, guys, and that's a wrap. It was it was nice to have you guys here. I'm glad having Paul on the show for the first time. I think he actually knows his game. Paul, how do you feel? was glad to have you here, man.
0: Uh, I've i been a fan for a while, you know. So, it's a, ple- it's a pleasure and a privilege to be here to talk football with you guys.
1: Okay, guys. So, that's a wrap on today's episode. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell their friends. And, yeah, we'll see you all. Bye.